All right, Alex. Do the thing. Dude, what was this? Literally <laughs> waiting for you to say, "Welcome to the Pretty well, Simple." Well, I was. Guess. Let's see how, uh, so, hello, welcome to the Pretty Simple Podcast. Uh, also, on the topic of those ear microphone things, they're really expensive. Are they? Yeah, they are like super expensive. Because well, I, I was, that was when I was really like into the microphone thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I was looking into it because I was curious, like, how much does this fucking thing kind of cost? And yeah, like, at least back then, it was like six years ago, the first time I saw one of them. And they were they were expensive. I mean, they were several. They were like five six hundred dollars for one. So, how much do you think a big fake ear would be, though? Oh, we like can just put ear? it. We can just put it over your existing microphone. Oh, any three D <laughs> printer, I'm sure, would be able to make one of those for you. It's got to be jiggly, though. <laughs> it's print not silicone. It's not immediately searchable on Google. Really? ASMR ear microphone? Okay. Yeah, add ASMR to it, and I'm sure it'll pop up. I'm going to guess they're $250. That's my guess. What do you think, Alex? I'm going to stick around with my guns. I'm going to say 400 400 I have no idea. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, 400 Who said 400 I did. He already knew. You know why he knows? Because <laughs> I looked it up before. <laughs> He's no. got that back room. I don't, I don't have a room. <laughs> I don't have four hundred dollars to spend on ear microphones. Uh, yeah, because you already spent that money <laughs> on ear microphones. Never had the money to spend on ear microphones. But wait a minute, they're currently experiencing a small delay because of high volume of orders. High volume? Are we about to get a wave of people using these ear microphones? That's awesome. Not for me, but for some people, I guess. The big ASMR influencers use 3D, 3D IO microphones. What does that even mean? Do you know what that means, Alex? I don't know what that means in that context. I didn't go that far into it. 3D IO microphone. Well, all of you listening at home, um, just so you know, this episode is brought to you by 3D IO microphones. <laughs> Yep. For a limited time only, you can order on their website, but have to wait one to two weeks for your order to be fulfilled. They appreciate your patience. That's the backup is only one to two yeah, weeks. Yeah, for a stereo weeks. microphone, that's actually not bad. Yeah. yeah. I ordered a Frisbee the other day that took four months to get here. Yeah. So, like, they're, if their backup is a couple weeks, that's not even it. I wouldn't even put that's that on my backup. website. Yeah, I would just put that as lead time. Well, Anyways, guessing... thank you, 3D IO Microphones, for the sponsorship. Yes. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> and we'll be expecting a box with a bunch of fake ears in it any day now. Yep. In, in two to three add weeks. Add them to your collection, Alex. Right, After yeah. the delay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Add those into the old uh, old mic pile. <laughs> There's a mic <laughs> pile in Unger Park. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, God. And pause for edit. Right. <laughs> Just yeah. cut that one out because no one will understand it. How do you want to transition into stuff? I mean, I don't know. Alex, we you're the about? host. You have to be like, today we're talking about glitches. Oh, we were so, I, okay. I wasn't still 100% sure that was the thing we were talking about. That's 100. That's the plan. All right. Then we'll give a pause for a second. Cause I actually did mute for a second to give myself a little bit of a break. So. Oh, wait. Hold on. Let me do my thing. Yeah. I'm going to start the first episode with a segment. I came up with a segment. And I'm going to call it The Featured Kook. That's yeah. what I came up with. Okay. Title, uh, subject to change. Right. I think Alex already knows who this kook is. I'm going to see if you can guess it. I'm going to give you a hint. I'm going to give you a couple hints, okay? Okay. So I have to... It's a person? It's a kook. It's a A kook. person. It's okay. a person. A human being. Okay. Uh, late 90s, early 2000s, staple, daytime late night commercials infomercials type billy mays no but that is a really good guess <laughs> but in the in the same vein 90s though think more okay. 90s oh man i immediately think of zoo books but i don't know who that person is the zoo books no a kook like an actual like like a crazy person like a like an actual kook do you know who it is, Alex? Do you remember? I feel like I know who you're talking about. Do you have any other clues? 
member of the Psychic Friends Network. Ah, yes, now <gasps> I know. No. This is Tom and I talked about this. Also known as the Psychic Readers Network. Yes, I know. Oh. Is it Madam Cleo? Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo. That's right. Cleo. Yep. <laughs> I was thinking about it the other day. I have a, a workmate who is Jamaican. And for some reason, I was like, you know what? What happened to Miss Cleo? Right. Because she was on TV every day. You call her now for your free reading. Mm-hmm. Right. She's so, still out there. I'll get to that. Let's talk about Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo's real name is Yuri Del Harris. She is not Jamaican. She's from California, and she just decided that she was going to pretend to be Jamaican and a Jamaican <laughs> shaman. She told everyone that she was a Jamaican shaman. Yeah. And then, um, so I was just, she kind of just did nothing, right? And she was really popular on the Psychic Readers Network. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for a long time. Yeah, for yeah. a super long time. For a very long so time. So apparently if you called this network, you got everyone but Miss Cleo. I don't think anyone actually would talked to her. <laughs> Which is pretty obvious, right? But um, I, w- I was just so curious what happened to her. Apparently, the Psychic Readers Network got sued by a multitude of states got together and just sued them out of existence. Whoa. After that, Miss Cleo did a voice on Grand Theft Auto uh, Vice City. Yes. Which I didn't know she, about. I think she was one of the radio people. <gasps> she was on the radio on Vice City. That's my favorite part of Vice City. <laughs> is the radio. Yeah, the radio the is radio the best is where part it's of at. Vice City. Um and then she passed away from bone cancer. Dang. Yeah. So that's what happened to Miss Cleo. That's my kook of the week. Yep. I just wanted to give a a quick a uh, update to... on what Miss Cleo was doing. Yeah, pour one out because I was Cleo. curious about what Miss Cleo was doing. Yeah, nothing. So now apparently. everyone knows. Yeah. Now she's bones. <laughs> she's bones. Yeah. She is bones. But she was out there. She was such a fixture, though. She was. I used to make fun I mean, of her all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was always on like TV. Like you couldn't like not have you an. Could ad. not turn on your TV without having Miss Cleo. I also yeah. learned that she started off her uh, career as a playwright. And then didn't pay any of the actors in her plays and just like ran away. That doesn't shock me. Yeah. So she's kind of always been a scammer. Mm hmm. So apparently Grand Theft Auto Vice City had a character named Auntie Poulet. Poulet? Poulet? Is that who Miss Cleo is? And it they were sued for unauthorized reproduction of copyrighted materials. So it was like they were using her likeness. Un, she was in permission. it though like the actual human was in in the game huh. that's weird so did she sue herself or did <laughs> no. the psychic network yes. sue maybe were... the psychic ne- network had uh, the copyright to Miss Cleo's character I don't know damn Oh, Miss Cleo. I know. She's yeah, gone. she was the best. No, she wasn't. <laughs> well, she was the worst, but in the best way. <laughs> yeah, she was the worst in the best possible way that a she person She either could saw be. it coming or never saw it coming. Nope. And that's just kind of how a lot of those, like, a lot of those psychics are, too. Like, especially the cold readers and stuff like that, like John Edwards and, and all that, or Peter Popoff. And, yeah. Um, how do you guys feel are about the psychics? Are those all psychics? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of psychics are, um, I was thinking about this the other day because of Miss Cleo. Um, a lot of people gave her some crap back in the day and like the psychic readers or psychic friends network. But I think a lot of that stuff is like pretty harmless Mm -hmm. until those people start being like, I know where your dead kid is. Right. And then it becomes, yeah, that's when the problems start. Yeah. It's like invasive. Like, yeah, well it's like, It's it's super abusive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's one thing for like Uri Geller to be all like, oh, I can bend spoons with my mind and I can <laughs> turn pages. Well, a different guy did this. Like, I could turn pages, you know, on a on a phone book without touching it kind of thing. Like, that's well, that one thing. That's cool. Like, if you can um, do that, cool. If you can do it convincingly, yeah. But then, yeah, once you get to like the Sylvia Browns, you know, those fucking monsters of human beings where they're just like... Yeah, I know uh, your your son. He's uh he's in a car at the bottom of the river, and then oh, like two shit. days later, it's like, hey, we found him. He's alive. He was in a tree. Uh, you know yeah. that they, kind of stuff. Or they do the opposite, where they'll say, "Sorry, your kid's dead," or they'll say, "Your kid's still alive," 
and they'll give them hope for years and years and years. Yeah. And then they find the body like yeah. 20 like years later. The grieving yeah. Process. yeah. Yes, absolutely. It totally prolongs the grieving process and it's like totally garbage. But people like Miss Cleo, I don't think they were on there like. She did tarot readings and yeah, things of she, that she nature. Was stuff where like she, that. Yeah. It's like the harmless kind of end of that. So I think or that just stuff's like all in good fun. Up to interpretation kind of stuff. I yeah, do think like that there are certain people who are more like sensitive to energy. And so I think that to a certain extent, people like psychics can just kind of read energy better than people. Yeah. Other yeah they read people. That's exactly what they do. Um, it's all just them. You know, because like a guy like a John Edwards kind of thing, you know, that crossing over with John Edwards guy, like he was a cold reader. So that's what he would do is he would just, you know, find like, I'm feeling I'm feeling a Ted. Someone, someone, <laughs> someone's Ted. Someone, someone's got Ted, yeah, you know, in common here. name. Michael. Yeah. 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 John? Does John. anyone here know someone named Mike or John? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows a Mike and yeah. a John. And they're like, I know a guy named Mike. <laughs> oh, it's uh, you then. You reacted. Yeah, you reacted. You're the one that and was obviously like, obviously yeah. based on your reaction, that person's probably dead. Yeah. It's like, so they, like, I'm feeling like, you know, they, they liked, uh, they didn't like cars, did they? And of course, when they say something, they, they phrase those questions very specifically because mm-hmm. they said he didn't did like, they like cars. cars I'm getting cars. He? Was there something with a car? Yeah, he owned a car. Oh, yeah, well, of course. Yeah. He it's, a car. it's even <laughs> it's even more specific than that, because they would say something like he didn't have anything to do with cars, did he? Because if they say, yes, he had something to do with cars because the way the question's phrased, then they're right. But if they say no, because they said they didn't have anything to do with cars, you're still right. On the on the reading, wow, solved it, solved um, it, yeah. So that's just how a lot of those cold um, cold readings work. And then there's hot reads, which I don't, have you ever heard of Peter Popoff? No. So Peter Popoff is a uh, evangelical. Oh uh, God, who, <laughs> that makes so you're mixing two terrible um, things together. So what his shtick was? He was he was also a faith healer. Right. That was his other thing too. Oh, uh, did he? Was no. he one of those guys who pulls the little pieces of tissue out of their stomach? Have you seen? That, he wasn't like one of those thing? guys. Or the yeah. pe- like, make people have seizures. He, he was oh, kind of yeah, like that. that. Yeah, he was the guy that would be like, "Oh, you don't need this cane anymore." And then the reason why people can like, and, just, <laughs> and then like, they fall on the ground, just fucking javelins <laughs> it, you know, into the audience or something. And then the people can walk for a little bit. But these are people that they couldn't have been like paralyzed or anything like that. It's just like they couldn't walk long distances or something. Because the like adrenaline. Because yeah, the adrenaline kicks in. So then they're they're walking around and you know doing stuff. Then of course, you no know, ten minutes later, when the you know adrenaline wears off, they're back to needing their cane or being in their wheelchair again or something. Like that. But what if it's Jesus? Well, so the thing with it could be Jesus. The thing with Peter <laughs> was his wife would um, take the prayer cards that they were getting, and he had a, an earpiece in that was wired to a frequency, oh. and she would feed him the information because mm-hmm. uh, there was a guy named James Randy who disproved Peter Popoff. Um, well, didn't he find the radio channel? He found the, he found the he channel. he was just listening to him yeah. do it? Yeah, he just listened to him do it and just completely, in a sane society, that would have been damning evidence and yeah, then Peter Popoff would gun. never be allowed to do anything again. Peter Popoff still does stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he can't do that stuff anymore because that did get found out about and I, I don't know if anyone ever sued him or not, but he still does like, you know, he, he'll like, you know, prayer readings and things like that for you and he'll send you holy water he used to send you holy water uh, which i'm sure was just you know water from the sink you know putting a nice bottle and mailed to you or was it his bath Uh, water it could have been his bath water he may have been the first one to do that he was the original e-girl he was Um, there's a a j-boy a jesus boy there's a a couple videos that i've seen that kind of talk about him and there's a that that Ashens guy, he has a video where he got a letter from Peter Popoff in the mail. Um, so there's there's evangelical psychic gossip and drama. Is that I'm what you're sure saying? there is? Well, yeah. I mean, the people because I mean, almost all of it is. So like you know, he was sen- somebody was sending letters to Popoff. Well, no, no. Peter Popoff sent would send out like letters to people like randomly okay. mm-hmm. um, with like, you know, posters and like prayer things if you want money and stuff. And of course, all the stuff for getting the money is you have to send him money right. uh, and then he will pray for you to get your money returned back to you tenfold or whatever it is on the uh, the particular letter. 
sounds legit. That's going on. Oh, it's super duper legit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay, so on that note, what do we think about hypnot hypnotists? Hypnotism is a thing. Like you can do that to people. Not I know, stage but is hypnotism. That... Not stage hypnotism. No, not like the yeah. like eating an onion like an apple kind of thing or something. That's the yeah. One... I'm talking about stage hypnotism. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, I don't know why. It's I think it was my sister watching like Maury or something like that, and he had one of the stage hypnotists on and convinced they did a guy. That at Northwest once, did like they? on the in the gym. I don't remember that or the auditorium. I saw one of those shows at Six Flags when I was a kid because they had that little auditorium where Weird Al would play. Yeah. (laughs) And um, I remember they pulled some people out of the audience and there was obviously like two plants because that's how that works. What? What do you mean? I don't know how it works. Oh, so they'll pull a bunch of people out of the audience and a couple of the people will be just in on it. planted. Yeah, oh, they're you said in on plants, it. like they're plants. They're yeah, they're not plants. Like actual plants. Yeah, they didn't pull up gonna, on a cactus. They're going to hypnotize a fern. <laughs> cactus, you I think you're like a chicken. between two ferns. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, they um they have a couple people who are totally in on it, and then they just go along with it. So what the guy at the show I saw did was he pulled the people up, and then they would kind of play along or do whatever, and then he would kind of just slowly be like, all right, and just like pull them off the stage until he got whittled it kind of down to the two one or two people and then the one of them was like oh you're a chicken he was like chickening around the stage i remember and then one he made some other guy think he was a football player or something like that of that Mm -hmm. nature yeah and then um i remember after the show because the plants obviously have to play into it 100 percent. yeah so they go back into the audience and then they leave with the audience obviously mm-hmm. and i remember the guy walked past me and i was like whoa that's really cool what was it like and he was just like uh yeah it was weird huh and i remember thinking that guy just thought he was a chicken yeah and he's not and, like and he's like nonplussed like like he doesn't even give a crap yeah he doesn't that, care that he, he doesn't was even care that he was but like, maybe he didn't even remember i don't know i'm I mean, sure I, that I, the people he was with would have been like dude you were like a chicken I believe that there are plants for sure, but well, yeah, there there has well, and you need the plants too because you pick the plants first because then when you get the actual audience member in, they are now going to be more susceptible to it because they've already seen people fall victim to it, so they're gonna they're not gonna be anywhere near as grandiose mm-hmm. as the guy you know being turned into a chicken or you know the guy. I don't know why I keep going back to the guy eating an onion like an apple. I keep going to that one. Because it's a classic. But, uh, I yeah. think they probably do that all the time yeah. on those. So they'll have that. And so there'll never be anything like that because a normal non-planted human being is never going to look at an onion and go, hmm, I'm going to eat this like an apple and not just be repulsed with themselves. So then what about not stage hypnotism? Like hypnotism, like therapy? Yeah. Yeah. I think that stuff's yeah, fine. That stuff's fine. Because uh, that's just, I it think re- it's like, functional for some people. I think some people are kind of keyed into that mentally, and some people yeah. it wouldn't necessarily work for, like most therapies, I believe. Yeah. I don't know enough about it to. Oh, yeah. I mean, most that. people use that for. Um, like quitting smoking and stuff like that. Quitting smoking and stuff like that. I think it's actually been shown to be kind of effective, but a lot of people will use it to uncover, like, repress memories mm. and they'll oh, wake up and right. remember some like yeah crazy abuse and they'll have like a breakthrough with their therapists like yeah as long as you're with people who are able to then help you mentally and like help you gain the tools to deal with the thing that you've just discovered that you repress like oh my god then i think that stuff's totally fine yeah, yeah. well yeah my mom has actually done that she had a crazy childhood yeah yep she said that it helped a lot and that she basically her mom was murdered while she was in the house when she was five years old. That's crazy. And, that was yeah, fucking wild. Like, the, she did hypnotherapy and it helped her like kind of go back to that time. She had, like couldn't even remember anything about her mom. So yeah. So yeah, hypnotherapy is totally legit. Yeah, that's awesome that your mom actually did yeah, that. That it worked. Yeah, that it too. worked. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's much better. Also, I feel like to do that in a controlled environment instead of one day your mom were, is at work yes. or wakes up at night yeah. like, oh fuck, I remember my mom. Yeah, yeah. and just like have yeah. a total blowout. Be, oh yeah. my god! But like, 
because it's being in able there. to do that yeah it's in there yeah. you never know what's gonna maybe she drinks too many cups of coffee one day and it's just like <laughs> yeah i can't even imagine so yeah she's yeah. in a safe environment controlled environment yeah. well because like actual hypnotism is usually just repetition for a while until you kind of get lulled a little bit and then mm-hmm. it's always very gentle it's never typically too loud or showboaty um and you can so call like people the, down with it too there's the like apid, apid rapid eye movement edmr thing have you guys ever heard of that I know I about it, I know rapid, well, rapid eye, eye movements like the REM's part of your sleep. Yeah. I don't know it's, about well, some other things. Well, I guess it's thing. not really rapid eye movement, but it's where like someone will like move their an object. Oh, like the old guy with yeah. the watch and oh, the little that. spinning thing. Yeah. Is that actually based in actual, anything? Yeah. I didn't know. I just figured it was a goofer from like cartoons. So did I, yeah. No, it's a it's a technique for processing trauma. To look back and forth at something. Mm-hmm. Because, like, something about the, like, your eyes moving in a repetitious way across, like, side to side literally makes your brain process stuff. That's weird. Yeah. Like, I mean, it has to be, like, a guided thing where you, like, have to be getting in, like, you basically have to, like, rethink about that whole traumatic event while they're making oh, your eyes so do if that. someone's doing that and then asking you questions like what do you remember about yeah the car or like accident I've, or something mm-hmm. like that and then maybe you would think about something just because you're moving your eyes back and forth no it's not like a <laughs> like a memory thing like yeah. you it's just when somebody like ha- can't can't let go of something so like a bad car accident so they're like i want you to think about the car accident and like think about it in detail and like relive it basically but then your eyes are moving like that and it like triggers something in your brain to where you like process it that's really weird it is really weird it's kind of cool it's it's super cool how do they discover that kind of crap i don't know (laughs) Like, who's who's swinging something in front of somebody and thinking like, wow, a lot of information is going to their brain right now. This is actually working. Yeah. yeah. Think of your deepest, darkest, horrible (laughs) memory that you want to forget. And uh, remember them, please. Well, one day I was staring at a metronome on my piano and I really came over some grief. (laughs) (laughs) And now we're here. I just had some real dark thoughts while I was playing the piano. And uh, yeah, that was it. But it also makes you think about. REM sleep and like scientists don't really know why we sleep but that's part of the process is REM and your eyes are moving back and forth so is it like is it processing your day could be downloading the day sense if if that's what your brain does when it's thinking about when processing things maybe that's a big section where you're just like your brain's just like like a dot matrix printer just yes like, right <laughs> yeah i'm thinking of like backing up like it's like the cloud backing up to the cloud <laughs> every night <laughs> you stop every day and upload to the matrix yes that's what you're doing Ooh, what a great segue tom yep i did it yeah should we, we did have the segue. a should we have a mid-episode sponsor moment yeah that's probably a good idea all right <laughs> emily who's our sponsor this week well the as we already talked about, the sponsor for the episode is 3DIO Microphones. Um, great for ASMR influencers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. this particular segment is brought to you by the... Um, uh, <laughs> you know, the game Risk. <laughs> specifically the game risk the game not not the the company that makes it the game of global domination (laughs) yep (laughs) i just wanted to take a moment to thank our sponsors risk for giving us the opportunity to talk about whatever we want to um they're great people over there yeah risk risk back to a pretty simple podcast where as we left off we were talking about glitches in the matrix that's right huh 
<laughs> okay, so glitches in the matrix. What does that mean for someone who might not know? Basically, everything we've ever experienced in our life is actually just a simulation. And sometimes a simulation breaks. And that's called a glitch. Which goes along with the movie The Matrix. It yes. does. It fits really well with The Matrix. It fits really well. Although simulation theory is pretty old, I believe. Right? Isn't that like some Asimov it's, stuff or something? I think it's kind of... Yeah, I think it's around that era. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you guys think we live in a simulation? I do. I think it's kind possible. Of. I think it's a possibility there. Uh, I mean, that's what okay, we're in. so no definitives no's? I'm a definitive yes. A definitive yes. A definitive yes. I'm a Dang. definitive maybe on most, like, what's reality situations. Sure. It's definitely hard sometimes to look at what's happening or have weird experiences and think that things aren't lined up in some weird way that seems pre-written or pre-programmed. Mm-hmm. Um, just like weird coincidences and things of that nature. But sometimes some of that stuff is just a coincidence. Sometimes. But sometimes, sometimes. it feels really weird. Yeah. Like following feel... a deer into the woods and finding a guy. Yeah. Right. Um, my, For me personally, my biggest thing that makes me think that we live in a simulation is that for years and years and years, I have been having about once or twice a year... I'll have a very, very, very vivid dream, and it'll be just like I'll, I'll remember a section of a dream, and then three or four days later, that thing happens, mm-hmm. like in real life. And I'm sitting there going, this is the exact thing that I saw in my dream, and it's always something really mundane. Yeah. And I very much remember the very first time it happened, which was I was at I was living at my old house when I was a kid. I was like... 13 or 14 and it had snowed and we had a hill on the side of our house and um i remember the dream because there were some people who were never really over at my house they're sledding and it was my mom's friends daughters and i was like why am i dreaming about them at our house they never come over here and i remember walking up the hill and seeing them silhouetted at night because there's a street light there just standing at the top of the hill with sleds waiting to sled down so I remembered that for some reason, and then it snowed, and then they came over, and I didn't even think about it. So I sled down the hill, and I hit a tree, because there's a tree there, and I used to hit it for fun. And I went flipping off my sled and rolled around the snow, haha. and I stood up and turned around and was like, what in the hell is going on? And what had happened was, because it was a whole silhouette and I couldn't see anything, somebody was sledding straight down towards me and took my legs out from under me. <laughs> so I'm literally standing in the middle of the hill like, am I a sidekick? And then I just like flipped over this sled <laughs> and like landed really hard in the snow. But since then, I've had that happen multiple times a year that's so since weird. then yeah and so i don't even like know what it is lo- it's like deja vu yeah but, but a dream but a dream yeah and so i'll be just deja sitting there vu. thinking yeah but the thing is like when it starts happening i don't necessarily i like i couldn't recall those dreams right now like what they are but when that's happening my brain's instantly links it and i'm like oh i did have this dream like two weeks ago and it's very so strange. it occurs to you like while it's happening or yes. after it's happened? While it's happening. So then it, do you ever speak? Yes. And do you say the thing that you... Yes. No. I'm not even joking. That's awful. It's weird. That's It was weird. really weird. Yeah. So, that's, so then what's those your brain my... thinking as you're saying the thing that you had already said in your dream? It's honestly just a very surreal experience. It's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. Like it makes my brain feel tingly. Yeah. Where I'm like, okay, uh, what's happening here? I don't even believe in sidekicks or any of that kind of crap. But like when you have personal experiences like Mm -hmm. that, that are just, that's my only weird. It's just these weird sections of dreams that turn into deja vu for me. I've never seen a ghost. I've never seen a UFO. I don't think people are psychic. I've never had any like weird, crazy experiences like that, except for these very small, mundane like clips that play out in a dream and then end up in my life. Yeah, that's several super, weeks super later. Weird. I'd say I experienced deja vu 
where yeah. I don't remember having a dream about it, but I remember that this has happened before frequently. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had days. I've had some pretty, like, it usually happens at work. Like, it typically doesn't happen anywhere except work for me. Um, Ew, that sucks. Yeah. And I'll just be like, especially like now with like where I'm working, I'll be back in our contact lens. And I was like, I've done this before. Like this exact thing before, like I found this exact same, which probably I have because contact lens prescriptions don't vary that much in your uh, work, in my line of work. Yeah. Right. Um, but even like when I worked like at lens crafters or worked at Walmart, um, I always kind of had those. But the only place it never happened uh, was like when I worked in the hotel, when I worked at Extended Stay America. Uh, the, that place is quite <laughs> that that's the glitch in the Matrix place right there. But we also had. We had a crazy guest that uh, stayed at that hotel, so that was always a fun time. Oh, that's we had funny. a lot of crazy guests that stayed at those hotels, because that's just what those hotels are. Um, Maybe their glitches in the Matrix. Well, I mean, there was one guy, which <laughs> I'll go ahead and just put this out on the <laughs> on the old internet airwaves. Um, there was one guest that... Uh, and what was his first and last name, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that part out. Um, but no, his... I remember because the power or the internet had gone out or no, the power had gone out. Someone had crashed their car into like a transformer or something. So power was just out. And I had just spent like two hours of people co- trying to come up to the lobby, getting into the lobby. It's, it's midnight, too. It's like after midnight. People are like, you need to send us to another hotel. And I'm like, where? Midnight is prime glitch time. Like there's no power or anything like that anywhere. Like the hotel, like this whole area has no power. Um, and people are always trying to like people don't actually understand like what what is policy versus what is law. Um, that's always my favorite bit of uh, of that line of work. Mm-hmm. So you were telling me constantly, it's like it's your you have to send us to a hotel that has power and blah. Like people are people have medicine and food in the fridge, and I'm like, just don't open your fridge. Like just leave it closed. That's what you do when the power goes out. I have no control over this. I don't know when it's coming back. Yeah. Like there's nothing I can do. I wonder what those um, people did when they were at home and their power went that's out. That's the thing. I like actually, they're at a hotel, so they go and go complain. If let's say they live in a house, do they just walk over to their neighbor's house and go, "I've got food in the fridge. What are you gonna do about <laughs> yeah. this?" Like nothing. Yeah. I mean that was just the thing <laughs> the about it. And of course, people also have this assumption that all hotels have backup generators. Yeah. Where did they that's, get that? Uh, they probably stayed at some nice like resort hotel i'm sure somewhere that did uh, like in florida or florida or someplace Cancun. that's probably prone to brownouts and blackouts and stuff like that would be my guess and they just assumed that yes all hotels have backup generators and i was like man you were staying at a zero star hotel we don't have backup star. generators uh but after after the power came back on um one other guy came in and he was super chill and super cool. Um, he was like, yeah, I just forgot what the Wi-Fi password was. And I was like, you got it, buddy. And I gave him the password. But then this other guy came in and he was an older guy. And he was like, oh, you got the, you seem like you're a little stressed out there. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, power went out and all that. And I was getting yelled at for a couple hours about it. I had a lobby full of people who were pissed off about it. Uh, in spite of the fact I had nothing, there's nothing I could do about it. Um, he's like, oh, yeah, well, that's because I'm staying here. Like, uh, what? He's like, yeah, well, the government's keeping tabs on me and they're trying to flush me out. And uh, so they do that from time to time. That's why the Internet doesn't work very well here either. It's because it's how they try and flush me out. Mind you, he was like coming home. So he was already like not at the hotel. Like he lived at the hotel. He lived at the, it was one of those kind of hotels. Extended yeah. Stay America is, is one of those hotels where right. if you can't get an apartment, you spend more money on the hotel because mm-hmm. it's got kitchens and stuff like that. And yeah, he was, he told me, and he told me all sorts of stuff. Um, I only worked there for like maybe three or four more months before I switched to a different hotel before I just got out of the hotel business in general. But he would tell me that he was, you know, he was friends with Hillary Clinton and this was during the 2016, you know, campaign and everything. So he was talking about, uh, how she would call him up for money every now and again, oh, you yeah, know, for, for the money. campaign. Cause she needs some extra cash, yeah. you know, for her campaign trail. I love uh, the fact that that guy got campaign calls and thought they were personal calls. Um, hi, it's me, Hillary <laughs> yeah. Clinton. And um, I want you to support right. me yeah. for my race you know, president. They, they, uh, that's my Hillary Clinton impression. Yeah, pretty good one. They, uh, yeah. And he, he would just go on and on about this stuff. Um, he was he was also going to try and run for president. Hell yeah! Um, right. Under the Purple Party, he wanted to be the first openly gay president, cool. which is a laudable Perfect. goal. I actually you know, I don't mind that one too much. I'd vote for um, him. 
I, I don't know who this guy is, but I already the, want to vote for him. Yeah. Um, he the, seems like a real rebel outsider. The, the, the big ones, too. He, <laughs> he knew, like, all these news people and stuff like that. You know, personally knew them. Right. Um, what was my... The, one of the favorite things, though... Oh, God. There were so many, actually. There was a lot of things that this dude did. I mean, the dude was nuts. Um, or was he awake? He could have been super duper awake. Um well, the only thing I, there was two things I believed about him. One or three, I guess. He was gay. I, I believe that. Um, right. He had a boyfriend that he couldn't see anymore that lived in Florida, uh, which the only reason I believe that is because he showed me a picture. He, he showed me several pictures of the two of them together. Yeah, my boyfriend goes uh, to a different state. Um, well, no, because he showed me pictures of them together and he showed me pictures of them together. Oh, weird. Um, like kissing? More than that, Sexon? Sexon. No. You sexy time pictures. Yeah, he's an older guy. That's he was harassment. Like in his 60s. Showing them personal porn. Um, that's harassment. Yeah, it, it is. Weird. Uh, it was super weird. And that he used to be a lawyer. And after you were done jerking and... off, you were like, "Get out of here!" <laughs> <laughs> but that he used to be a lawyer um, because some of the things he would say was just made too much like sense. This like the verbiage he would use and things like that. And I did find like a thing about a lawyer with his name that was from New York City that had a breakdown of some kind. No way. <laughs> but, That's uh, the guy. Which is why I believe that it was him, you know, that it really was him. That's that was the guy. that he was a lawyer and he just had like a mental just fucking breakdown. No, um, that's awful. But uh and so he was stuck living in hotels. He had a brother too. Uh, which I only believe that because his brother had to pay for the room a few times. But uh Hillary yeah. Clinton didn't pay for the room. No, no, she never paid him back he, uh, the campaign <laughs> money that he uh, that he loaned her. Um, no. It was always a loan. Isn't it weird how that money just is gone? Yeah. Yeah. Every every single year in election, these people go out and they do fundraising and they get these just millions, massive piles of money, just crazy insane life-changing amounts of money just to run for office and then they you then know it's gone they just lose and you're like where did it go i don't know no i don't know i mean if becky queen of carpets can get commercials on tv for not 20 billion dollars yeah. then i would think that like it wouldn't be that expensive to run a campaign I'm I mean, I know national commercials are more expensive than local commercials just by virtue just of what they're broadcasting to, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to look into what the price differences are and stuff well, like that. But let's do that. Look up what the you prices wanna, are for You want to make a commercial? Yeah. Well, I know oh, the Super Bowl is like a million dollars, I think. I think, I think we could like pull that together. together. Probably we have enough, enough friends. We could Everyone pitch in 10 bucks and we'll get a late night <laughs> TV commercial. Yeah. Now, who still watches TV? Do you know anyone who still like sits down and watches broadcast normal TV? No. I don't. I think I know two people. The last time I, I watched... I do for novelty sake sometimes. The it makes me feel safe. The actual last thing that I watched on normal television was the series finale of Supernatural. What? What year was that? Like three years ago. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't watch Supernatural. Or two years ago. How long was that show on? 15 years. Okay. <laughs> when you said, the, I thought you were going to say like eight years ago. I was like, that makes sense. When you said it was like two or three years ago? Yeah. That show was on for a long time. 15, that's why I watched it. I hadn't watched it probably since like season 10. But I was like, oh, the show's ending. Like, this was a show that was a part of me growing up. So, of course, I wanted to watch, you know, how it ended. So I did. And they actually did, really, I did, they did a good job with how it, it was as best they could with COVID and all that stuff. Because they didn't, like, reference the weird plot arcs or anything like that. It was just, you know, yeah. real season one stuff. It was specifically for people that stopped watching after, like, season three <laughs> and just did that instead. All right, Emily. So. Why do you think we live in the Matrix? I I just think that they're, like, kind of like the coincidences thing. Uh-huh. Like, kind of like, what are the odds kind of thing. Um, and I'm blanking on a specific story. But I guess the most recent one one was last night when we were talking about Cockney slang. We went over to a friend's house to watch Pickled, the like celebrity pickleball uh, special on CBS. 
Is that a thing they do? Yeah. Celebrity is this like pickleball? celebrity baseball that yeah. they used to do, but it's pickleball? Yeah, it was a one-time special. Stephen okay. Colbert hosted it, and it was like these celebrities playing Were they celebrities pickleball. or, quote, celebrities? No, they're ce- like Emma Watson, Will Ferrell. All right, those are celebrities. Max are Greenfield. Celebrities. Who? Max Greenfield. Who's that? He's uh, Schmidt from New Girl. Oh, I know who that is. I don't know who that is. That's um, fine. Yeah, but so we were watching. That's why we were hanging out. So we were talking about Cockney slang, and um, Richard said the, like, oh, it's like Bob's your uncle. And I had never heard of that. And then our friend, her name's also Emily, was, like, freaking out. She was like, are you messing with me right now? Are you kidding me? And she had never heard of Cockney slang before the night before and had just heard Bob's your uncle. And so it's just like, what, how, that is like the most random topic on the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were like, and Emily and Jacob, they were like, we went on this like rabbit hole about Cockney slang and like Bob's your uncle, like she knew the history of Bob's your uncle. And like Richard had just said it like off the cuff. He's just like, Bob's your uncle. And her, she was like, are you kidding me? I felt like that was like a really common expression too. Yeah, well, she had never heard of it. It is weird that you would just happen to be talking about the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Are you sure, though, that you're not on the same TikTok algorithm or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's also possible. I, one of the first references I heard of Bob's Drunkle was a was the Magic Bullet infomercial. But, uh, you know. The Magic Bullet? Mm-hmm. They say Bob's Drunkle in that yeah. infomercial? Oh, yeah. That was like three. three pulses. One, two, two. Three. <laughs> Those were phenomenal info. Dude, I love really that fucking cranky great. old lady who's yeah. in the background like, oh, I just woke up. And yeah, she's, she's got a cigarette in her mouth. Yeah, she's, she's like, like there's no way this thing can make me salsa in three seconds. Oh and my God, she... the salsa, the the books, <laughs> the books that you got. It's insane what you can make with a magic bullet. Well, it's just a blender. Yeah, so. it's just a really small blender. I have one. Do you? Yes. It Do, is. Can you make gravel with it? <laughs> yeah, can, you, can you grind up rocks to a fine powder? I, I cannot. Um, so, Alex, do you have any glitch in the Matrix stories? I want to talk more about the magic bullet. I kind of okay, do, yeah. too. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. So here's the thing. I We were talking about Miss Cleo earlier. Miss Cleo and, like, Ron Popeil and Chef yeah. Tony. And those guys hold special place in my heart and it's just based solely on the fact that i never slept ever when i was growing up like right when i hit puberty whatever it is in your brain that makes you go to sleep just deleted itself and i spent a lot of my middle and high school years wishing to god that i would go to sleep but for the most part staying up and watching infomercials so i've seen so many infomercials so many times that it's crazy and i love when people actually own that shit like the yeah. magic yeah. bullet i um, love infomercials and like that scene on tv stuff yeah a friend of ours owned showtime knives and i literally used one to cut a shoe in half because no it was on way. the commercials i was like do you have an old shoe and i like cut a shoe it didn't really work very well no but were you there for that i wasn't um, yeah so i cut a shoe in half yeah. with the, <laughs> the ron popeil showtime knife but you own a magic bullet. Yes. And you still use it? I Yeah. I think that I've used it as recently as like a year. But it's like in my cabinet where it's like easy access. I have the book still. And I have little cups. Because they all have little cups with little colored rings. And you can screw it on so you yeah, can drink comfort, out of it. Yeah, yeah, the comfort rings. Yeah, the comfort rings. So you don't have to drink out of like <laughs> a, that... Uh, the spirally yeah. screw on top thing. I've made smoothies. I've never made like... A savory thing. Yeah. You know, my favorite thing about those infomercials is that they're always like, you can make salsa in two minutes. Because that's like what the guy sounded like. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, if you have prepared ingredients. Right. Yeah. It would take me 30, 40 minutes just to take like a bunch of shit and like wash the vegetables and well, slice it yeah, up because you they, have to pre-cut it before yeah, you, you put have it in prepped tomatoes and prepped well yeah it yeah. wasn't even so much they had prepped they always used the small variety they always use cherry tomatoes they always use like the pearl onions yeah. already peeled of course yeah um, which takes all that stuff takes time yeah. you have already peeled pre-peeled garlic yeah yeah 
Yeah, so that was, I never had any infomercial pro, uh, products because by the time I got like my Ninja Blender, like it was just a normal blender used by at Target. You've never gotten uh, OxyClean? I have that actually. That is, yeah, I actually wasn't even thinking about that. That's the scrub daddy of the infomercial yeah. world. Um, but that was, yeah, because my mom would get it. They made it. They really made it. And there was one product that my mom and sister got. It was like, it was like when waxing for some reason was really big. Um, <laughs> What? But like doing it at home, like oh, doing like at personal home waxing. waxing. Yeah, yeah. I thought strips. you were talking about like waxing. Like the, no, 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 um, it was called. It was a. It was a gel that yep. you would like yeah. apply. It was called Nads. Yeah, and I it remember was Nads. green. I used to laugh at that um, infomercial all the time because it was so called. So it was Nads. like Nair, yeah. but it was Nads. Well, it, yeah, yeah, kind of. Well, it was apparently, if I remember correctly, from the infomercial, it was like it was her daughter's nickname or something like that. Because they were Australian, so it means that. something different there. So you put it on, and then you put like you a, put the strip, a strip on, over it, it off. and then you rip all your hair off. Yeah, cool. Well, and <laughs> I like, bet it feels great. <laughs> so my sister and my mom got it for a couple reasons. One is because they were like, "It's made of all natural ingredients. You can eat this." Because no. they wanted to see what it tasted like. Oh, because uh, <laughs> you can eat it doesn't mean you should. Uh, Did the they thing eat is, it in an infomercial? Uh, yeah. Um, so we actually all did. I, I actually know it tastes like honey. That's all it was. It you was just green nads. honey. You yeah. ate nads. I hate nads. Um, and my this, sister. That's the title of the podcast. Alex. Just a, nads. <laughs> just a family <laughs> event. Just the family getting together and munching nads. Um, <laughs> well, and then for a very long time, because my sister was like, let's test it on you. The you being me, because I had visible, you know, leg hair at that point in my life. So she, uh, <gasps> you were a youth. Yeah, I was like 13, 14. Oh my gosh. Um, probably a bit younger than that. So my parents got divorced. But yeah, this, there were for years. <laughs> Let's talk about how you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for years, there was a patch on this leg right here that, that always grow. had less hair than the rest of it because you know for some reason it got, because it got waxed off and it just didn't uh. grow back at like well, the right pace. I think pace. that's a case study for How nads. bad did um, it feel? It wasn't that bad. Either. It wasn't like this big. When she oh, didn't do like okay. the whole thing. It still like stung. Like it didn't feel great, but yeah. Um, um, another infomercial item. Like the Ready Set Go. Do you guys remember that one? No, no. That was like there was, there was a Kathy Mitchell did a lot of infomercials. She still does a lot of infomercial stuff. Uh, if, if I'm remembering the right one, the Ready Set Go was like a little, like, like a panini press type thing. Like imagine a panini oh, press. Oh yeah. But yeah, yeah that made the, the eggs and stuff. Yeah, it was. It wasn't called the Ready Set Go though. What was that thing called? Uh, Express GT or something. Something like that. Like that yeah, it was the original. Yeah, the Ready Set Go was like the sequel product or something like that. They made an updated one because like people complained because it, the original one had the two like wells. Yeah, because you could make like a two half sandwiches or yeah, two, you can make two, two omelets two, or two whatever weird omelets or two little cakes. So they. Got I thought rid those of looked that. pretty good because you could make. You made brownies well, you said, like, in it. Brownies, yeah. 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 Well, then they made ones like different plates and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, no, I mean that that I mean that was one of those products that like just works because of what it is. It's a waffle maker, you know, basically yeah, with, a, with, with, with a, a Teflon with a shell. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I really like, and I think about this every time I see an air fryer being used. Air fryer is a flavor wave oven. Yeah. yeah. It's literally just a convection oven, and yep. I remember watching those infomercials when I was a kid and Mr. T was in the flavor wave yeah. commercials and he would come through the wall at the beginning and be like, I want to eat right now. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like wanting to eat that big chicken or whatever. Um, and uh, it's funny that the flavor wave came out and I don't know how successful it was, but I never heard anyone like, Oh, I got a flavor wave. I make all my food in it now. And then now air fryers are a thing. Mm -hmm. They've it's, really it's taken all, off. They just needed to call it a fryer. Yeah. They could have called it the flavor fryer, and it probably would have taken off. flavor fryer. Everyone yes. wants their food fried. That's what they it do, is. They do. But, but they the name matters, too. It does. It does, yeah. No one wants a flavor wave. No. Uh, I think even, because for a little while, too, like especially like when Montel like, fell out of relevance, uh, which, I mean, didn't take long for him, but he had a string of infomercials, too, that were shot like his show. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah, it was The Blender. Yeah, uh, the the knockoff Vitamix blender, like yeah. they made like a cooked soup in it, because uh, the force of it, you know, would heat it up, and so they could cook a soup in a blender type thing. But it was always done like his show. Yeah, uh, was set up. Flom. I owned Flom. Me too. I had some Flom. I had the. 
I didn't have Floam brand Floam. I had the Nickelodeon Floam. Okay. Oh, I remember they what that had, stuff is now. They had Gak. Mm-hmm. They had Nickelodeon Gak, and then they had their own Gak that had the foam bits in it, which was pretty much just Floam. Yeah. Floam was awesome. Floam was awesome, yeah. I used to mess with it all the time. Yeah. Now, have you played with Kinetic Sand? No. I have not. Uh, kinetic Sand is the shit. Like, if you get a big ball of kinetic sand, I guarantee you're just going to be, like, passing it back and forth in your hands for, like, three hours. So it sticks to each other. Yeah, but it also flows, like, very slowly, like water. So it'll slowly, like, come down so you can pour it from one hand to the other. But it, it, like, sticks to each other. So when you're done playing with it, you just, like, mash it together and it all comes off your hands. Like, you still have some, but it's pretty clean. Like, it sticks to itself, so... So polymer science, like as a subset of like science, is so cool. Like mm-hmm. they get to make shit like that. Like kinetic sand? Yeah. 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 And phloem. And the blow pens that make the <gasps> Oh yeah, those. Dude. Yeah, I forgot I had about blow those. Pens. I did too. Remember how bad that stuff smelled? Yeah, it yeah, was and terrible. Yeah, you were just like inhaling it. <laughs> and the- <laughs> yeah, you were just like it was like putting a sharpie marker at the yes. end of your nose and just it like was. inhaling. Yes. And and then And it was for children. Yeah, and you had yeah. to blow so I remember yeah. you had to blow really hard just to get it to start. And then it would and then you'd have this toxic goo bubble. <laughs> yeah. Like what is this made of? And then what do you do with it? It smelled so bad. I always thought it was just going to catch on fire or something. I never I thought that. About I know. I remember it smelling really bad, and I remember like the pic- like you only got maybe like ten minutes out of it before it dried up because you're blowing air over the marker. Yeah. Well, I, it was that it like, had, like metal tube. Yeah, it was the tube of goo. You oh put, no, mine you was... put it on like a you would put it on the end of like that metal tube and like blow it, and it would blow a bubble. But the, it just smelled oh, so bad. That. It smelled like a marker. Yeah. Like like the, was... the the goo smelled so bad. It was terrible. I was thinking of something different. You were thinking about, you know what your thing reminded me of was those markers that were scented. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that we taught a whole generation of kids to huff markers because yeah. they smelled good. Yeah. yeah, the grape one. Yeah, the grape. They had a brown one that was like some like weird mint kind of yeah. scented. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had a lot of scented markers growing up. They had the cherry no, I was yeah, the thing I was thinking of was like it was a plastic like shell you would put over a uh, like a marker, and the whole thing was you were supposed to blow into one end, and it would blow the ink onto your paper. Oh yes. Oh, I remember those. That's yeah. What, I was thinking what were of. those called? I fucked with those so hard. I, they were terrible. They were because, great though. You could make yeah for like wasn't <laughs> it called blow art? Might have been blow it art. Could have been yeah. It's pretty much just like uh. Uh, uh, blow like what's the like an airbrush like an airbrush thank yeah. you that's what I was thinking of it's like a, a human propelled airbrush pretty much yeah can you imagine some guy oh, they're like called doing... blow pins blow pins yeah okay so I was correct yeah so then what were the bubble ones called bubble pens I don't know I don't remember what that was but I think the thing you're talking about was some shit they sold like at the dollar store I just remember they smelled so bad yeah. I I can smell it me too. I can smell it. I can, I can like think t- about it. Like you can taste, taste it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I know how, what that's you're. I know what you're talking about with those. It is. Um, yeah, I don't know what those were called, but blow pins are the ones. Yeah. So you were right. And yeah. it blows the ink on the paper. Yeah, and they would dry I out like in ten minutes loved because those. Loved them. I made so much art with those. So back to the food-based ones, though. Yes. Here's my um, favorite Buckwild one to watch. Okay. Was the one with the pasta maker, the noodles maker. Yeah, with the Bon Popeil one. It was one. the Popeil. Automatic pasta maker. Is that what it's called? I thought it was like Pastamatic or something. I think that was a different one. But I remember the best part of it was that he made chocolate pasta. Yeah. Whoa. He made chocolate dough and put it in a thing and made chocolate pasta noodles for dessert pasta. The that sounds awesome. The it sounded gross. So I, that's I, think awesome? Awesome. I have actually, so I, I've, I've watched that infomercial because there are almost all of them are on YouTube. Yeah. Um. So I've watched it fairly recently. It gets somehow better and worse at the same time. Does it? I haven't seen it in years and years. I just so, remember being blown away when I was a kid by chocolate pasta. Yeah. So when they bring up the chocolate pasta thing, uh, they actually have like people picked randomly from the audience. And they're all making different pasta. 
And then Ron shows him how to make his, you know, make a pasta sauce, you know, just using a can of clams and like 3,000 gallons of olive oil um, and some jarred tomato sauce thrown in there, too. And uh, so what he does is he starts taking all of the pasta, these random assortment of flavors of pasta, including his daughters are making the chocolate pasta. Yeah. And starts throwing them all into one pot. Cool. Uh, including so is he's not com- not complimentary flavors like in the slightest uh and just throws them all into into one uh one big old it pot looked so retro the pastamatic it is that it's... was from like the late 80s early yeah. 90s even the i remember the infomercial yeah it's like super dated yeah um even when i was watching it in the mid 90s i remember thinking like oh this looks way worse than the showtime barbecue rotisserie grill yeah <laughs> infomercial does <laughs> I, I always who do you know the guy's name that did the postomatic that's ron, that's ron oh, oh ron Pope. yeah he Should did the be. pocket fisherman he did the showtime barbecue and rotisserie grill he did that uh postomatic he did the showtime knives until chef tony took that over i think chef, chef tony, tony did, did miracle blades Oh, yeah, you're right. It was two different things. He yeah. did. Popeil did do the show. Two different things right? that were the same thing. Yeah. Ron Popeil they, was showtime. I think they were actually the same product. The, the blades were the same. The handles were different. But oh, I'm sure right. all those blades came from the same fucking factory. Yeah. Uh, they came from Ron Popeil's basement. Yeah. <laughs> he founded Ronco. He did. Yeah. That's why it's, it's got his oh, name. Oh, and also it. the spray on hair. Right. Yeah. GLH. The, the spray on hair. Yeah, yeah. I was talking about that the other day with someone. And they were like, what are you talking about, you old man? Because I'm like the oldest person I talk to at work. Yeah. And I'm always like, oh, yeah, I need to get some spray on hair. And they're like, what? And I was like, you know, they're from the old Yeah, and you spray and you brush it out real nice. And then they're like, what's an infomercial? And I'm like, get <gasps> out of here. Yeah. What? Oh, my gosh. He died last year. He did. Ron Popeil did? Yeah. yeah. Oh. He was pretty old, last wasn't he? Year. He might have slipped on his own hair grease. 1935 to 2021. What a greasy guy. How did he die? So he would, yeah, he was pretty old. That was like 86. Natural causes, maybe. COVID, maybe. He coined the phrase, set it and forget forget it. it. He did. That was Set it and forget it. And, but wait, there's there's more. more. Hold it, Ron. (laughs) (laughs) Aw. A brain hemorrhage. Ooh. Ah, gets the best of you. Does. Can't do anything about that. He was spraying all that stuff on his head. Yep. (laughs) I always liked it when they would, um, when you, when you would see like someone in one of those infomercials and then you'd see them in an unrelated infomercial like yeah. uh Arnold the old guy that'd be on the Ronco one sometimes mm-hmm. there was a and these are all relatively recent watches for me cuz like I said they're all on YouTube and they're uh, another company made a walk you know kind of thing and uh, the, that Arnold guy was on it but he was just there to host it he didn't do the demo some other guy did the demo of the mm-hmm. the product well, you know, a lot of those dudes are, have you ever been to a state fair where they're yeah, doing Yeah, they're those guys. Yeah, they're those guys, and they yeah. all know each other. Yeah, like so 90... I guess the, if they're making it big on the TV, they just put their buddies in there. Yeah, yeah, like well, 99% of them were just guys that just hawk shit on the side of the road. I didn't know what that until... What a weird subculture. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's crazy. I didn't realize that that's what, where those people came from until I went to the Minnesota State Fair, and they had this whole section in the back of just, like, dudes standing at a booth... And people would come up and they just demonstrate their like knife, their showtime knives or their OxyClean. And they would literally do it just like they do on the infomercial. They have the clear bin of water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they'd be like, look how much stuff comes off of this. And they had the little vents from ShamWow, like microphone thing. Yeah. yeah. And they were literally in there like jockeying for sales, like just like you're watching an infomercial. I was like, what's happening? This is yeah. real. It's and I wild. didn't realize so were they that like reps people came those- from brands or did they buy their own inventory and was selling it i'm not 100 percent because some of those people might have invented that stuff yeah right oh, like yeah billy mays i think did invent oxyclean yeah. right yes i think so or maybe he was just a pitch man yeah. i'm not really sure well let's um i know that. ron popeel i think check. invented that stuff he invented some he of the things out and he was like i'm ron popeel all right that's a bad ron popeel he- but I actually you can find his like first commercial like online too it's a like one of the it's a slap chop that's like his first commercial slap chop yeah it's well, funny that, how old those things are yeah those manual choppers yeah, his, yeah. that was ron popeel's like first thing like in the 50s there's a commercial you can find on youtube about it okay. uh, so vince where's that microphone too because that side of his face is paralyzed 
Well, yeah, but yeah. when you go to those things, you see that a lot. Yeah, because that's how they go to the, the PA. Microphone and they have the PA. Yeah, he just yeah. took advantage. That's why it's that's why even on the TV he has it on because it hides the fact that that side of his face doesn't move. Yeah. Um, Billy Mays did not invent OxyClean. He oh, was so just he was just a pitch man. Okay. That's he did a good job. He did I mean, an amazing job. It is weird watching that first infomercial because it's before he was like yellow lot guy. Yeah. So he's just like kind of normal in it like he's not yelling he's not like super loud about it or anything he's just kind of just a guy selling some you know laundry booster yeah but i mean oxyclean what a product yeah it works it, it does really work does. you can tell i like stuff like oxyclean because it got famous for both reasons right someone bought it and was like hey this is actually one of the only things on tv that's legit mm-hmm. it's just a cleaning product and it cleans my stuff really well Yep. Really well, yeah. <laughs> really, really well. Although I use I'm sure it for my laundry. Other products out on the market that did that same thing at the same time, right? Yeah. Like, no, that was it. That was it. That was the only. <laughs> there was the one. Hair. There was one that you can't find the commercials because I've tried desperately called Restore Four. Oh, I know. I because that was the one where that. they they would go to like the junkyard and there was that perfectly placed toilet. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, oh, we got a perfect specimen right here. I do remember that. Yeah. That's really funny. And they would do the car door. Yeah. I think there oh, was like a smashed it, car and yeah. they would put the, they would like buff the car door. And I remember the, it was like a maroon car. And there was another one that they did where uh, they did like a, like a high school gym shower or something like that. Ew. Ew. Yeah. They restore four to gym shower. Uh, they had to get look rid all of that clean. evidence. Uh, yeah. God. That's a really dark joke. <laughs> it is. Um, but yeah, uh, they uh, yeah they cleaned up a uh, high school locker shower. Cool. Which I remember what, you know, our high school's showers. I remember the valley showers. I only ever poked my head inside there. Did you guys but... ever take a, a shower in, no, in absolutely gym? No, absolutely not. not. Yeah, time. Either. They didn't even make us do it. It wasn't even a thing. I think that's very strange people kind of have that as a reference point because the showers were in the building but it wasn't like go hit the showers no yeah i don't think anybody ever did they never made us do it i mean that's why they made no, you change yeah. out your regular clothes into gym clothes maybe but that's an old man thing i'm sure people di- i know a few people who did but richard like they- did in his high school really there we go See, we just they never gave us enough time like they give us like a minute to like change clothes and then of course at the valley you know you have to go from the middle building you know all the way when you're in seventh grade you know all the other fucking my math teacher was always mad like you're late again it's like because i'm going from gym i'll say this changing from your clothes to your underwear to your clothes in a room full of other dudes in the height of your puberty yeah. was horrifying. Awful. No, I hated it. it. And it wasn't lot. like I did shirt shorts and stood there in my underwear. You know, yeah. you, would, you would like can't do it in right? layers. Yeah. Like you would do it like, oh, let's get these shorts on and off really fast, as fast as I can. I didn't care about the shirt, but like the. There's no privacy in those. There's bathrooms. no privacy in the locker room or anything. And like that was so, so bad and so awkward. And I hated it so much. Because, like, you know, you're not comfortable with yourself at that point. No. And then, right. like, to then add to that, that someone's making you take the only privacy you have still, your tiny little underwear, off, and then go stand in a room with a yeah. bunch of other dudes. Yeah. When Who you're, are like, also 14, feeling 15, insecure. 16. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah that seems and a product just of insecurity is being mean. So bad. Mm-hmm. It seems so bad. It seems so, so, so bad. I, I can't even was. imagine how awkward that would be. I still, like to this day, if I'm at a gym or something and I have to change, I'm still like awkward about it. I'll like wrap a towel yeah, and like do the thing. But or like, disappear into a stall and change there. And When I went, yeah, when I took swimming class in college, I did that. I would change in the stall. I would literally yeah. go to the bathroom stall and change because you have to get naked. Yeah. To put your swimming trunks on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would just go into the bathroom stall. Yeah. I was the only one in my class who did it. I didn't even give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, gives I, a shit. Yeah. No, I would do that too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no regrets. Fast forward to now when I went to Japan and in front of like one of my best friends just got totally naked and went to a bathhouse <laughs> four times a week, every week, over and over and over again. And it was just like, I don't even give a crap anymore. Luxury. Yeah. yeah, there's 
it is nice to feel pampered. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine so. Yeah, I think I after a certain myself. age, you just don't care anymore. Yeah, I don't. But yeah, that's why crap. that's why the joke is always like it's the old guy, you know, walking through the old guy with his the, little cave worm out. Yep. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> that's what I used to always say. His little cave worm. No. <laughs> I'll never. Never unhear that. I'll All right. Hey, on that, that note. We've been recording for like an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. We recorded. Didn't you really want to wrap time. this up at some point? Well, no, I wanted that little <laughs> edit. But yeah. Uh, anyway. So, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to Pretty Simple Podcast. That was uh, our first episode. That was our very first episode. It's a little all over the place, but, you know, it's pretty good stuff. So we'll it's get pretty, it pretty simple stuff. Yeah, we'll put it it's pretty simple stuff. Next episode, we're going to uh, introduce ourselves. Yeah, introduce, <laughs> introduce ourselves properly. We'll have a fourth person here, and uh, we're going to be uh, talking about something called uh, Hellier. In case oh, yeah. anyone we're wants gonna, to. We're going to do a review of the television show Hellier. Yep, the YouTube original. It is on YouTube. Hellier. Go watch it. It's terrible. Dog it's real shit. bad. So anyway, yeah, don't I'm, look at don't look it up before you listen to the podcast. No, do watch no listen it. before it'll make more oh, sense. It'll make more yeah, sense, yeah, yeah, go watch it. It's only five episodes. It's gonna take like five hours to watch it. You're not doing anything on Sunday anyway. Just you're watch gonna it. Pull your hair out. Yeah, right. you're gonna get real frustrated unless you're like into it. Then you're gonna be like, oh yeah, these guys are onto something. <laughs> Which you could be. I very well might be. When you I could. Watch it. You I could. Don't know. So well, Alex. I would love to thank our sponsors again, the Game Risk, the Game and Risk, yeah. Game Risk, 3D IO ear headphones, yeah, or lickable ear headphones for yeah, toxic for ASMR influencers. <laughs> yeah, lickable <so>. ears. <laughs> thank you for supporting us. Yeah. Pretty simple. And, and thank, thank you, the the listeners, all of you. Thanks, John and Brad. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They stopped listening 20 minutes ago. Yep. (laughs) All right. See you all next time. Bye. Bye.